That's it. Let's give that unto the Lord right now. Come on, we ought to let them hear us in Oxford right now. I said, praise the name of Jesus. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. In other words, if by commandment, God has commanded you to lift up your voice to Him. Amen. If you got a praise in your heart, if you got a praise in your spirit, you ought to begin to magnify and glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. Amen. He's on his throne with none beside him. I said he's up there in heaven all by himself. And his name is Jesus. Could we shout that name right now? That name that is above every name. Could you shout the name of Jesus? My goodness. We got out of the truck and it just poured out on me. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. The miraculous is here. Do you believe that? If you believe that, I want you to just lift your hands right now. Come on, if you don't believe it, the Bible says building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. If you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now, your faith will begin to rise to another level. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you'll just repent of your sins, there's a heavenly language that will begin to flow out of your mouth. That's the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That's the witness of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I do want to give honor tonight to your pastor and his wife. Could you give them a hand clap? The bishop and his wife, could you give them a hand clap? Great men of God, I'm honored to be here. Honored to be here. Give honor to my beautiful wife. I love her very much. Thankful for all that she does in the kingdom of God. A lot of times it goes unnoticed. God sees every bit of it. Thank you, Lord. If you have your Bibles tonight, if you turn to 2 Kings chapter 6, be reading verses 1 through 7. Several years ago, if I said I had a hobby, it would be fishing. I don't get to do it too often, but I love it. It's my escape. It's kind of my getaway. I get out there on the water, and I don't think about anything. And me and a couple of friends of mine, we loaded up some kayaks in the back of the truck, and we drove towards the Sabine Lake, which is right by the Texas-Louisiana line. And as you pass over the Causeway Bridge, you can look out in the ship channel, and there's a point way out a good ways out in the middle of that water and as we was passing over early that morning I looked out over that bridge and I I seen that point and I thought to myself if I can paddle to that point then the bait's going to be moving around that point the current will be bringing it the fish are going to be where the bait are and I'm going to tear them up so I took off paddling 
And every little cut that I would see in the side of that piece of land, I would think that that was it. But it wasn't. My eyes deceived me on how far that it was out there. But when I finally got to that point, the bait was busting the water. And then flounder was underneath that bait. And I was thinking, boy, I'm, getting, I'm about to mop up right now. And when I did, I got beside myself and I threw my little old anchor out, that kayak anchor, about this big around. And brother, I never heard a splash. And I looked down and I didn't have it tied off. Gone. And I was upset, I'll just be honest with you. I done drove an hour, I done paddled an hour, and I was ready to fish and without that anchor, I was dead in the water. So I got out in that muddy bay water and in the ship channel, it's 40 foot out in the middle. But up beside the bank, it tapers off from one inch to five foot and then all of a sudden it just drops. So I pulled my kayak up on the side and got out. And I went to wading out in that muddy bay water. I was about waist deep water and I'm pleading my case to the Lord. I'm telling him, you know, I got to get this anchor back. If you don't help me, there ain't no way I'm going to get it. I can't see it. There's no way I'm going to find it unless you intervene. All of a sudden, I felt the Holy Ghost just kind of bump me, just reach right now. And I reached down in that muddy bay water, water I couldn't even see in, and took hold of that anchor that I'd lost. Now, what I'm telling you right now, that if you'll just reach in the Holy Ghost, if you'll just allow your faith to reach out, and see what it is that you've lost, that you can walk away from here tonight, obtaining what seemed to be unobtainable. Does anybody have faith? Amen, to recover what's been missing in your life. You're gonna have to reach tonight. You're gonna have to reach tonight. You're gonna have to reach in faith. And if you'll just reach, you're gonna possess what's been missing. Second Kings chapter six and verse one says, and the sons of the prophets said unto Elijah, behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. He said, us, let us go, we pray thee unto Jordan and take thence a beam and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, go ye. And one said, be content, I pray thee and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So we went with them and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was failing a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick, and he cast it thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand, and he took it. Recovery, by definition, is to regain a former state or condition, to be restored from a state of poverty or depression, to bring back, return, put back in order, or adjust back together. And I want to preach to you from this title just for a minute, a miraculous recovery. A miraculous recovery. Let's lift our hands. Lord, we love you. Come on, could you pray right now? Father, we love you so very much. I thank you for your word tonight that is forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God, that we feel. God, I speak it upon every heart and every mind right now. 
God, that they would receive your word with faith. God, that it would benefit them before we leave. I pray your anointing upon me, that you would help me, that you would bring things to my remembrance, that I would say only what you want said and nothing more. I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. Confirm your word tonight with signs following. I take authority over anything that would hinder and try to disrupt what you desire to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. A miraculous recovery. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. A miraculous recovery. If you could place yourself in the shoes of this young man, it will allow you to grasp the state of misfortune that he must have felt while the piece of iron hastily sank to the bottom of the Jordan. Seeing that this axe head was borrowed or begged for lets us understand that this specific item was not easily obtained by the young prophet. And it also shows his inability to supply or to purchase another. The loss of this valuable tool was not simply a mistake, but it was a crisis. In this man's distress with a cry to his master, he gives his concerns on the necessity of the recovery of the axe head. Knowing unless something supernatural intervened, there would be no chance of the restoration of the possession. The man of God moved with faith simply throws a stick into the water. And miraculously against all the laws of gravity, the iron which seemed unobtainable miraculously begins to swim. And all the man had to do was reach out and pick it up. I'm telling you tonight, if you can see what's been missing in your life, if your spiritual eyes can begin to see what you've been missing floating on the water, you're going to be able to take hold of the axe head that's been lost in your life. You're going to be able to recover what seemed to be irrecoverable. You're going to be able to possess what seemed to be unpossessable. You'll be able to obtain what seemed to be unobtainable. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to reach out in faith, believing that when you reach, that it's going to be there. God did what only he could do by causing the iron to swim but the young prophet had to take hold of the miracle himself in order to obtain what had been lost I'm telling you the only way that you'll receive anything in this place is by faith you gotta believe that it's available tonight friend you gotta be able to see what the natural eye might not be able to see. You got to believe that with a snap of his fingers that that old axe head can begin to float on top of the water and you can leave out of this place rejoicing in the Holy Ghost for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink 
but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Some of you came into this place tonight. You don't have any joy. David prayed in Psalm 51, restore unto me. Restore unto me the joy, the joy, the joy of thy salvation. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. Somebody got to see the sunrise. Somebody got to begin to see the sun rising in that dark situation that you've been living in. No matter how far gone it might seem to be. No matter where life might have took you. No matter how hard the road might it be in that you've walked, friend. When God gets ready to step in, He can place back in your hands anything that the devil might have took from you. Anything that life might have stole from you. Somebody got to get with me right now. I don't feel like we can move until somebody's faith begins to rise. Until somebody's faith begins to get up to a place that you begin to reach out and say, hey, I think I see it floating on the water. Hey, I think my recovery is here right now. But you got to see it tonight. You got to be able to see it. Let me tell you what our problem is a lot of times, brother. We want to figure it out how it is God's going to do it. Oh, come on. Elbow your neighbor say, I hope that's not me. We get real analytical about his that God's going to perform the miracle that we need in our life. Definition of miracle is a highly improbable or extraordinary event. It's the work of the divine. A miracle is something only God can perform. We don't have to understand it or analyze. We only got to believe that it's available. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't believe there's a miracle available for you tonight, you probably ain't going to get one. But if you got enough faith, if you can muster up enough faith to believe that there's life-changing power right here, right now, you ain't got to wait on tomorrow night. You ain't got to wait on Sunday morning or Sunday night. But you can have a miracle right now. You can have a miracle right now. Lift your hands all across this place, right? Kito Robo Sataya. Come on, pray. If, you, if your eyes is closed right now, you need to pray that God will open them up. That you can see the recovery that's here. That you can see the miracle that is available. That's it. Come on, keep praying right now. Keep praying right now. Where are my prayer warriors at? Where are my Holy Ghost filled believers at? Lift up your voice. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that individual sitting next to you might be on their last leg. Amen. They might be feeling like they can't take one more step. 
the places that life might have carried them might be dependent on your prayer right now. Revival's here. We get to thinking a lot of times, brother. We, we get like old Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. The Bible says that he was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Had a disease that was eating his body alive. Limbs falling off. Bad trouble going on. But the Bible says that he heard that there was a prophet in Samaria. And the king sent word to that prophet that he would heal old Naaman. Well, Elijah caught wind of it. That old Naaman was coming to his front door. And the Bible says that when Naaman knocked on the door of the prophet's house, that the prophet sent out his servant and said, if you go dip seven times in the muddy Jordan River, your flesh is going to come clean. And the Bible says that Naaman went away wroth. Let me tell you what happened to old Naaman. Pride got swollen up in his heart. And this is this, this, this big mistake. He said, behold, I thought. I thought it was going to happen this way. I thought God was going to heal me this way. I thought God was going to restore me this way. And because it ain't working out, and because I ain't seen it take place like I thought it was going to, I think I'm just going to walk away from here mad and miss out on what God wants to do for me. Oh, Naaman got to thinking too much. Woo. How is this going to work? We got good rivers where I'm from. Good clean rivers. And you trying to tell me that if I go step off in that muddy water that that's where the miracle is. His little old servant went to pulling on his coattail telling him if he'd have told you to do some great thing you wouldn't have hesitated not one bit. But because he told you to do something so easy, you're going to try to analyze it and say it ain't never going to work. Master, I hate to tell you, but you need to make your way down to that muddy jarn and dip off in that thing seven times and receive the restoration that's been promised to you. You're going to receive restoration. You're going to receive the recovery that you need by responding to the word. Paul said in Hebrews 4 and 2 that the word not mixed with faith didn't profit him anything. But it was when Naaman responded to the word. We was in a church service there's a man who'd been in church 50, probably 50 years, never been baptized in Jesus' name. Went to the doctor, got bad news that his heart was failing him. They couldn't figure out exactly what it was that was going on. Told him they was gonna have to go in and do some type of operation and they, he might not even live any longer. Well, that Sunday night, the church was on fire and he decided he wanted to get baptized in Jesus' name. 
God will back you into a corner because it's in your best interest sometimes, brother. We got to remember that, child of God. God will back you in a corner sometime to cause you to do what he desires for you to do. And it was his condition. It was his, my God, I feel the Lord right now. It's humanity's condition that ought to drive them to the water. It ought to be the condition of your life that ought to push you to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But you got to see your condition right now. Woo, good night. He decided he was going to get baptized in Jesus' name, brother. Praise the Lord for it. He went down one time and he come up out of the water and he looked at the pastor dead in his eyes and he said, you got to dunk me again. And he put him down the second time. And when he come up out of the water, he looked at him and he said, you got to dunk me again. And he put him down the third time. And when he come up out of the water the third time, God miraculously healed that man's heart. Now I'm going to tell you, it didn't take three times to save him, but I believe with all my heart, it took three times in obedience to what God was telling him for him to receive the miracle, for him to receive the miraculous in his life. He went back to the doctor the next day and the doctor said, we don't even know why you're in here. We don't even know what you're doing in our office. You got the heart of a 16 year old boy. God just didn't restore him to his present age, but he restored him back to that of a child. You don't have the heart of a 50-year-old man. You got the heart of a 16-year-old boy. That's the same thing that happened with Naaman, brother, when he went down in that muddy water. He did one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, but on the seventh time. I said on the seventh time when he come up out of the water, the Bible says that his skin was as that of a little baby child. His skin didn't look like everything that it been through. He didn't look like, oh, that old disease that had plagued his body for so long. Somebody got to hear me. I know life might have brought you down a hard road, but you can come out on the other side not looking like what you've been through. You need to take it from a man who knows what he's preaching about. God can do such a miracle. God can turn something around in such a way that whenever folks see you walking down the street, they won't even recognize who you are. Ain't that right, sister? Yeah, my sister know what I'm talking about right now. Hey, man, folks will see you walking down the street and they won't even recognize who you are anymore. I'm talking about the miraculous power of Jesus Christ that is available in this house right now. It's here right now. Some of us, we like old David 
First Samuel 30, we walked up to Ziklag, everything burnt to the ground. We don't even have no reason to believe it even exists anymore. Because everything in the natural is telling us that it don't. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Everything that your natural eye and all the naysayers around you is telling you is it ain't even available anymore. There's no chance to recover. The Bible says that when David was gone off, that when he returned to Ziklag, that all the sons and the daughters and the wives had been taken away and them old Amalekites had burnt Ziklag to the ground. That's a pretty bad situation that old David was looking at. That's the same type of situation some of you are looking at. You're looking at a place that looks like Ziklag. Like there's no chance of restoration. Like there's no chance of recovery. Everybody around you speaking falsely against what God really wants to do. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Everybody around you speaking contrary to what the will of God really is. The Bible says that they done picked up stones, was ready to stone old David. And it was in that moment, in that place of sorrow, in that place of heartache, in a place of no return, that the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That word means to be strengthened or to be restored. And I just got to think that old David went to quote in Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, somebody ought to get loud right now. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me out of all my trouble. As David began to encourage himself, he turned to Abathor the priest and he said, hey, I need you to bring me the ephod. I know what my eyes is telling me. I know what everybody's saying to me, but I think I'm just going to see what God has to say about this situation that I'm looking at. Some of you need to shout it right now. You need to bring me the ephod. I got to see what God has to say about my situation. And the Lord told David, he said, shall I pursue and overtake them? The Lord said, Thou shalt surely pursue and overtake them. And without fail, you're going to recover all. You're going to get everything back that seems to be missing. You're going to get everything back that don't even look like it's available. But I'm going to tell you something, David. I'm not going to bring it back to you. You're going to have to get up and go get it. Oh, I'm telling you right now, if you want for what God has for you, you're going to have to get up and come get it. 
If you want what God has for you, you're going to have to rise up and you're going to have to come get the miracle that is available. I don't know why you're hesitating right now. I'm telling you that it's here. I'm telling you what I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me. That if my folks will just rise up. That if my folks' faith will allow them. They'll take hold of the miracle that they need. Does anybody believe that it's here right now? Lift your voices in prayer. Where's my brother that plays the piano? I need you right now. Kito Robo Sataya. That's here. Lift your voices all across this place. Come on. The exhale floating on the water. The recovery that you need is available. The miracle that you've been waiting on is here. But just like the man of God told the prophet, the young prophet, you're going to have to reach out and you're going to have to take it. Just like the Lord told David, David, if you want to recover what's missing, you're going to have to get up and go get it back. Just like the man of God told Naaman. Naaman, there's a miracle available for you. But if you want it, you're going to have to respond to the word. All the faith, listen to me right now. All the faith that Naaman needed. Was enough to wade off in that water. You don't need a whole lot of faith. The Bible says faith the size of a mustard seed. See, that's what some of you is dealing with right now. I don't have enough faith, Brother Miller. He said mustard seed faith will move a mountain. Mustard seed faith. Get the mountain in your life out of the way. I believe mustard seed faith tonight. If it'll make contact with the word that's been preached. Will cause the miraculous to take. Lift your hands. That's it. It's here right now. My brothers who I spoke to about this live feed. I don't know if it's, but it's about that time right now. God's finna minister to some folks. God's finna perform the miraculous around here. God's finna perform the miraculous. I see it. Come on, let's create an atmosphere for it to happen. The words went forth. Now you got to apply your faith to the word.